This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid, the best sales and marketing tips of your week in 15 minutes or less. My name is Joshua Sykes. And I'm Luke Acri. And today, Luke, uh, we're going to talk about Facebook. Facebook continues to offer an amazing opportunity for businesses to generate leads with a high conversion rate and an affordable cost per lead. However, so many leads end up being wasted due to what? People not following due up. Due to not following up. So you guessed it in this episode, we're going to go over exactly how to follow up with your Facebook leads, drawing from our own experience here in Minor Media because we are going through over 30, sometimes 40,000 leads coming in. Yeah, we spend a lot of money on Facebook. Uh, from Facebook, but also in working with our real estate clients. So I wanted to share some stats with you real quick because really kind of wanted to share this just from a credibility standpoint. Sure. Like, hey, we've been through this, not only in our own business, spending millions of dollars on Facebook for leads, uh, but seeing great conversion rates. So right now in our Facebook advertising, we're experiencing a 386% ROAS, so return on our ad spend that we're using on Facebook. But even more relevant to our listeners, I think, is what one of our clients and your brother is doing yes. in Facebook. And so we've been working with a handful of clients uh, running their Facebook ads. But really, we started with your brother because we want to say, could we sort of prove this out from a lead generation standpoint? And then are they good enough leads to actually ultimately yeah, can you get return on investment? What'd you say, ROAS? ROAS. Yeah, that's sweet. Return Never heard that on before. ad spend. <laughs> so here is exactly what... Uh, your brother, Stephen Acre. So Acre Brothers Realty. You guys yep. can go check him out online. Uh, he spent in 2021 $18,939 in ad spend, generated 1,542 leads for him, ultimately converting into 15 transactions within that year equals 3.6 million in sales with 107,000 in commissions for a 564 or percent ROAS. return on ad spend. I just want to keep also, saying that word, ROAS. So <laughs> it's like Game so of Thrones. It's it's like a 1%, uh, like a 1% uh, close rate, right? So we do like a 13% in yeah. our business, but we're also not doing ginormous transactions yeah. like real estate. And it was similar to, you remember we interviewed the guy at Power ISA? Yes. Um, and he yeah, said, exact same exactly, yeah. about, and this guy, this is what he does for a living. He literally has ISAs calling on Facebook leads. Yeah. And he, it was about a 1%. Yeah, so I conversion. wanted to kind of set that up in that context so that as we start to go through these tips, because what we've learned in running our beta program with some of our clients, but also working directly with your brother is yep. 100% of the success with your Facebook lead generation is going to be in how you're following up when those leads Correct. Come. And I will say this, like we literally just as a company, so you guys know our company's Reminder Media, we just launched our pilot program of running Facebook ads for our clients. So if you're interested in having us run your Facebook ads, you can check it out. We did a webinar, the link will be in the show notes, but we did a webinar on the third and we literally walked through how to run ads on Facebook. And we show you the ads, the ads that Josh just ran or read, the numbers for Steven. We literally show you the ads on this webinar, how to create them in Facebook, how to do it all yourself. But of course, if you don't have the time, you want to focus on just closing the deals, we can help do that for you. Absolutely. So the first thing that we're going to recommend when it comes to following up with your Facebook leads is obviously you have to actually pick up the phone <laughs> and call them as soon as humanly possible. As a matter of fact, yep. you know, if you're a solo agent, it's one thing. You're going to have time when you can follow up on your leads. Uh, when we had Mark Pattison on the, on the podcast, he ran lead shifts. 
And he had, because mm-hmm. he has a whole team. So he had four callers per lead shift just so that he could be the fastest to actually get to those leads. But how many times should people be expecting to call leads? What should the tactics or the strategies be when trying to get that lead on the phone? Yep. Follow-up's critical. Everybody knows that. Um, here's what we learned from beta. Here's what we learned from working with my brother, Steven. One of the biggest tips I can give you is that you need to be calling at least about 18 times for your leads before you put them on a never-ending drip. So a no is not a never, so you always keep the lead, right? You always keep it on some type of drip, but slowly over time, you fade it out. You need to be calling up to 18 times is what we found to be able to get that conversion. And you would be so shocked. Like there are leads you call 12 times. There's leads we'd be calling 12, 15 times on this beta and you'd be like, oh, they're dead. But we would continue to call and literally like the 17th call, they pick up and it's a qualified buyer and then you get them to pre-approval and you're working with that buyer. It was, it's crazy. So is 18 the number, like, is that the average number that Steven and his team that experienced was the, or was that the time when it's like, okay, we consistently saw after 18. That was the time to convert. Exactly. That was the time to conversion. That that found on average to convert these leads, it was about 18. Okay. Uh, We also found the obvious ones, which is like speed, right? Was a matter. Steven actually, um, he, he went on an evolution in his business. Now you'll do the same thing. So if you're a single agent, you're making the calls yourself, but as you grow and you get bigger and bigger, you can start and maybe hire an ISA. So he did all the calls at first. Then he had his agents doing calls with him. Then he actually hired an ISA on his team. So he could do live transfers because he found obviously the speed is so important. And so he would have an ISA transfer live to the agent and they would call, try to call right away. And they found, and this is obvious, but just keep this in mind when you're following up with leads. I want to give you all these tips. They found that if you get a lead on the phone, the timeline to about the transaction was around four months, four to five months. So that gives you a benchmark of kind of how much you're working that lead is yeah. about four to five months. It also kind of points back to this, this uh, the numbers that I read in the beginning, like 1,500 leads generated, 15 transactions. They're still the last four months of the year that could, of those leads generated that could turn into oh, transactions. Oh, Stephen has, he's up year. to 23, 23 transactions now oh, awesome. already, right? That so, but just in, that's exactly. just in the year, yeah. But here's what I would tell you, right, with it is that um, think about not only did he get those transactions that did the return on his ad spend, he now has a database of 1,500 leads he's nurturing forever. On top of that, so when will those fall? Who knows? On top of that, we didn't even talk. You didn't even mention the impressions Mm. that he got, like hundreds of thousands of impressions. What do I mean by impressions? Do you ever buy a billboard? Do you ever see somebody on a shopping cart, right? And you see their face, keeps you top of mind. That's just an added benefit to Facebook ads that you're getting all these impressions. People are seeing you constantly online. And we know top of mind awareness, NAR just came out with a stat, 82% of sellers now, it's risen from the 70 percentiles to now the 80 percentiles, 82% choose the first agent they interview on the listing side. So you got to be first. So impression matters. All right. So number of calls is 18. Uh, What about actually getting the prospect on the phone? How do you get them to respond to you? How do you get them to pick up the phone? Because obviously we all look at phone numbers now. If we don't recognize it, we're not answering. What's the number one complaint in the beta group? people aren't answering. (laughs) Number one complaint. Here is the trick. You must commit to it. You must do it. You must do what we call the triple dial. It used to be the double dial. Now you have to do the triple (laughs) dial and add a text message. What do I mean by that? So I call Josh. He doesn't answer. I wait maybe a couple seconds. I call him right back. He's not going to answer maybe again. If he doesn't answer the second time, I call him again. 
three times right in a row. The obvious happens. If somebody at the same number calls you three times right in a row, you literally go through this journey of curiosity, annoyance. Okay, I got to find out what this is. Yeah. And that's what happens to the prospects. I'm telling you, the the pickup rates and the testimonies, even from the people in the beta group of going, yeah, I started doing the triple dial and it started working, people picked up. And I'll tell you this, if you're not willing to triple dial, do you, are you really honest with yourself about wanting to talk to them? Mm-hmm. Right? So Steven had to tell this to his ISAs a little bit. It's like, look, if you're not doing the triple dial, it means you really you actually don't. They you, don't yeah, you don't want them. To, you don't want to talk to them. It's like, this is what the lead's for. You got to pick up the phone. You got to talk to them. And it's hard. Don't beat yourself up that the fact that you don't want to call somebody out of the blue, nobody does, but do it anyways for the result you want. Yeah. Right? So the triple dial is huge. And then the text message, right? Don't miss out on that. So what is the text message? You call three times. They still don't answer. Now you text them and go, is this Josh? Yep. Or Josh, question mark. Yeah. Right. Keep it very vague. Try to keep it non-professional. Josh, question mark. Josh will then respond. Yeah, this is Josh. Who's this? Then you respond. And we learned this. I forget from the guy, but calling you now. Mm-hmm. We interviewed a guy on the podcast. And so Stephen took a variation of what he was doing and implemented it. Yep. But it was calling you now. And he would call him. Yeah. And be prepared. I there was Michael Hellickson. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. It was Michael Hellickson. So yeah. be prepared that they're going to be very, very on guard of like, what is this? And the way you want to attack it is you want to attack it from the standpoint of, I wanted to make sure I did not drop the ball on my side because you had requested information on Facebook and I wanted to make sure I followed through and did not drop the ball and got you that list of properties that you wanted. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that because it's true. It's absolutely true. It's not trying to convince anyone of anything. It's honestly what you were trying to do. All right, so the third tip that we have here when it comes to following up with your Facebook leads is sort of after the number of calls that you're making after the uh, triple dial and the text message, now you've got them on an email drip. Obviously, you should be getting them on there is to actually watch your email open rates, watch the click rates, watch the activity there to determine the level of interest of that person, which will ultimately drive then your future activity and attempts to get them back on the phone. Yeah, your biggest frustration, no matter what you do with Facebook ads, whether you use us as a company, another company, you do it yourself, you're going to feel like the lead quality. You're going to go, man, these leads don't pick up. Oh man, I had to go through 1,500 leads to get 15 transactions. In the end, the dollar value is worth it as we can see. But how do you overcome that or how do you sort your leads? The number one thing we found is put them on a drip. Yep. Your CRM might have this drip. You might just have to use your MLS, literally take Josh's email when he puts it in there, put that on a drip where you can see, send him the properties in the range that he's looking. So the ads we're running are, do you want a list of properties in X price point? Fill out your information if you want that list, you know, a variation of that ad. Well, when someone fills that ad out, send them properties from your MLS, from your CRM within that range. Watch if people open the emails. We've had many, many people where we see that they're opening a ton of emails, but they're not answering the phone. Mm. You do not stop calling that lead. Do not give up on that lead. Keep calling them. Another thing I will say, and this just goes back to the follow-up, is people will shut you down. Keep going. Mm. The amount of people that shut you down and push you off that you keep going with that turn into actual buyers or turn into actual good leads is incredible. But no, it's the, it's the old example of when you walk into a store and someone says, can I help you find some, something? Everybody says no. Just looking. Right? Everybody knows that example. Yeah. They've heard it before. If you walk into a store, your immediate reaction is no. The same for your Facebook leads. Their immediate reaction is no, don't help me with anything. But the reality is they do want help. Yeah, five minutes later, I'm looking around saying, hey, where is everyone? Why can no one yeah, help me in exactly. this store? <laughs> 
All right. So I actually pulled an example of this because I love, I love how all of this ties together because we are learning from our podcast guests. Yes. We're taking what we're doing within our business. We are learning through actually applying it and testing and pivoting. Uh, so I wanted to kind of walk through this step because if you haven't gone back and listened to our interview with Mark Pattison, he goes through a great example and it's similar to what we just kind of went through now. Uh, but he has the acronym C-Test. And so the thing that he does with every single lead, internet lead that they get is they do the call. And I think he said he does the triple dial as well. Mm -hmm. And on that call, we're going to give you a bonus script here in just a second. But on that call, he's talking about the appointment, uh, the location, and the motivation. Not talking about money, not talking about anything about that from a decision kind of you know, too deep uh, standpoint. The next thing is a text. What he does is he'll send a screenshot of the house that they were looking for. You could also send a screenshot of your ad. If you're running Facebook ads, send them a screenshot of your ad. That's hey, awesome. So they get a chance to check this out. Uh, uh, wanted to send you uh, more information or more homes like this. Uh, he also incorporates fun gifts into his text messages, which are just kind of a way to keep it light and get people to reply. I think he said one of the gifts he'll send if they don't respond is like, Anna sitting at, or Elsa, one of the frozen characters sitting outside the door, like I'm waiting or something like that. Or are you there? Uh, the next thing is that email. So sending a video email where you got next steps involved, how to get pre-approved, some educational pieces, also five other properties within that same range, putting them on a search. So making sure that you're sending them uh, uh, listings that are relevant to what That's they critical. look for, but making sure that you're bringing them back to your search site and then setting a task in your CRM to follow up with them. So that's sort of a process if you're thinking about, all right, let me get this into a system. That's a great system that you can implement in your business for your lead follow-up. All right, so then the bonus tip is really kind of the script and yes. what, what I what thought we was have so found powerful works. just as an outsider, as a marketer, you know, who's the one creating the ads and working in ads manager and trying to get the people to raise their hand to then see the kind of scripts and what Steven does once he gets them on the phone. Yeah. So what's interesting about this script and uh, maybe we can get it from Steven and put it, you get it if you're part of our beta and pilot uh, group in Facebook. So when you sign up for our Facebook program, obviously running the ads is important and we're going to manage all that, set it all up for you. We do it. We know how to do that. But we're going to give you things like the text messages that Steven sends, the script that he uses, that type of idea. But what's so genius about the script is it's so simple. So Steven used to call and he used to say things like, saw you were looking, you registered for a list of properties on Facebook, right? People <laughs> no, would shut him down. No, right? Everybody would say no right away. He would call and introduce himself more formally that type of idea. The script that he found really, really worked to engage conversation was simply, hey, Josh, hey, this is Steven with Acre Brothers Realty. Hey, recently recall, I saw you were looking at houses online. I just want to see if you found what you were looking for. Right. Like literally that simple. I saw you were looking at houses. Just wanted to see if you found what you were looking for yet. Brilliant question because the psychology behind it is there's two answers. Yes or no. Yep. Either yes, I did find. Oh, awesome. And you're probably lying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or you're saying no, which naturally... Which means you were attention. searching for properties. Yep. See, most people... See, the re the reason people shut you down right away is because they, they sense you as a salesman and all that stuff. When you pose that question, they literally will answer going, no, I haven't found what I'm looking for yet, which means what? They're looking for properties. And they do it instinctively. And so, oh, yeah, yeah, it's so natural. And so people say that. Then he goes through a series of questions based upon... It's kind of like the discovery phase of the call. Oh, well, what, what were you looking for? Mm -hmm. Well, what area? How often? And then based upon that, I'm telling you, he can literally question people to give them their credit score. 
to give them if they're how much they're looking to spend, what they pay in rent right now. He gets all this information. It just flows naturally from the flow of questions, all from just opening up going, because hey, Josh. at this point, as the person on the other end of the phone, I'm not in a position where I'm trying to be defensive or trying to uh, accept working with a real estate agent right now. I'm just literally ask, answering the questions and and feeling like, all right, this person on the other end is trying to help me. They're trying to learn yep. about about my situation. And and it's really cool, like in the list of questions when responding, responding with excitement, doesn't matter what they say, just, man, that's amazing. That's awesome. And then engaging them based upon what they're saying. Yeah. I, and just getting people excited about where they're at the in tone their buyer so, journey. The tone is so important. If you're not doing this in your business, you're not going to get it right the first time. This is something that you have to practice over and over again and just get used to it. Kind of like how we had to practice getting on this podcast yeah. <laughs> and actually bringing some energy. It's the same way in your phone calls. You You've got, got to, to practice these phone People calls can feel it. And everybody who sees the script, everybody who hears, hears the script goes, that seems way too simple. There's I no can, way that works. People that. even in the beta were like, I have to admit, I didn't think it was going to work. Then I started doing it and it worked. Literally <laughs> going, hey, Josh, just want to see if you found what you were looking for. Literally, hey, I'm a real estate agent in the area. I saw you were looking at houses. Just wanted to find what you were looking for. There you go. So <laughs> there are your three tips for following up with Facebook leads plus the bonus script right there. You can use this for any of your internet leads. We pulled Facebook because it's specifically what we have a lot of knowledge in and a lot of experience. But really with any of your internet leads, uh, you can use that same process. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to statepaidpodcast.com for the show notes. We'll also include uh, the link to that webinar mm -hmm. that we did. So you can check that out. If you're interested in supporting the show, there's two ways we ask you to do it. First is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review and a comment. Uh, and then uh, also you can now... <laughs> And you can do this. I totally messed up. Nice. I rewrote like my my outro. For I, know, it's I don't know why I did that. <laughs> you can now also review us on Spotify. So head on over there and drop a five-star review. But I did want to read this week's feature review in lieu of a dad joke. I know. I'm sorry. Everyone is looking so, uh, forward to it. But we've been getting a lot of reviews in lately. Yeah, so we got to read them. I wanted to share That's them. That's fair. With if we're going to ditch the dad Tune jokes. Tune in next week this. for a new dad joke. This one comes from Greer Updegraft. Uh, they say, highly recommended, five stars. This podcast has been so beneficial for my real estate business. I love the actionable strategies and tips. Really enjoyed the recent episode on Google Business Pages. Nice. Uh, with uh, um, Jason Pantana. Jason Pantana, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I listened to it twice, actually, because there's so much great info. And as someone who was raised in Roanoke, then spent 15 years living in Charlottesville, I love the Lynchburg connection. Thanks, guys. Your magazine is great, too. Thank you so much, Greer, for leaving that review on Apple Podcasts. Best way to show support is to uh, share this episode with a friend, share it on your social media. If you want to get a hold of me, Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. You can also find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Josh Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Here's what I would challenge you to do. If you're not running Facebook ads, if you've never done that for your business, never tried it, go watch our webinar. That's your action item. We, we literally teach you how to do the Facebook ads. You can do it all by yourself. Obviously, you can use us to do it, but go do that, right? Watch that webinar. If you're doing Facebook ads right now, apply the calling three times, the triple dial. It will change the game for you. That triple dial on that text, change the game. And remember, if you're not willing to do that, did you really want to talk to them in the first place? You'll make all these excuses in your mind. Oh, I don't want to be rude. They're going to be upset. Get over it. You have value that you're bringing to them. Remember, the triple dial can change the game. The difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single industry is top producers take action. Take action on that today. Take action.